Got audio? Maybe. Can you guys hear us? I think so. Can you yeah, hear us? Yeah, we got you. Perfect. Here we go. So we're recording already. Cool. Um, I'm going to borrow from some other podcasts that I've been listening to where they do some stupid banter before the show actually starts. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I'm sure that's going to make it into the first one now that I've said it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Conversations about digital media and the church. Join our community online at thatchurch.community. Well, welcome back to That Church Conference Podcast and Happy New Year, everyone. My name is Van Baird. I'm one of the co-founders of That Church Conference along with Justin Dean. And he and I are going to be interviewing all sorts of people uh, over the next few weeks here on the podcast, and we're super excited to bring you all of them. And we'll get to all that information here in just a sec. But just again to say, Happy New Year! You made it through Christmas. Um, by the time this podcast airs, it'll be January the fifth, and so hopefully you're well into your Easter planning. Ouch! I know you just got done with Christmas, right on to Easter. It's just is just the schedule that we all live in, but. Um, hopefully we're going to be bringing you some valuable content that will help you in planning for Christmas or planning for Easter or just planning for those church communications event you have every Sunday. And uh, this community continues to grow. And, and uh, so many of our speakers that we're going to have on our podcast coming up have come from our Atlanta conference, which we have every year in September here in the Atlanta area. And um, you, you've heard a lot of those speakers. They've been on here before. But since we've been growing, a lot of you have asked, you know, how do we get how do we get in the room uh, with you guys? How do we have that connection if we can't make it to Atlanta? And so this year, we've got plenty of other opportunities. And I'm going to cover those as well, um, because we're coming to cities like San Diego, to Nashville, um, to Chicago, and of course, back here in Atlanta. Um, but what we found is as we've gone throughout the country, as we've met more and more people, we're able to bring you more and more uh, voices that can speak into the different areas of church communication. And, and not to brag, um, but we have a few that we're going to be bringing you over the next um, few months. And just to drop some names, because we can. Um, we're going to have guys like Seth Muse are going to be on here. Yasek Obowitz will be on here. Uh, Rob Laughter. Ben Stapley, Travis Waltzer, Ryan Bolello is going to be on, Mark Weaver, um, Steve Fogg. I can't wait for y'all to hear what he's got to say, and then Alec Todd as well, just to name a few. Um, but today's session, we're actually going to spend some time on Facebook ads and Facebook, Facebook marketing uh, from some guys that we met through just being in this church communications world, being in various groups that are out there that you can connect with online. And so we're super excited to go over you know, how to really, really, really use Facebook ads instead of just hitting that boost um, button on a post. But um, before we get to that, I did want to touch on those different workshops that are available to you. And we've got one coming up. By the time this airs, um, it'll be 12 days away. We're going to be in San Diego on January the 17th at the Rock Church, right there on the coast, right there near the water. It's going to be beautiful. We can't wait. Um, if you haven't gotten your ticket, and it's a small room, we limit it to the number of physical attendees, that's okay. You still have an opportunity, and will right up until the time the workshop starts, 
to buy your live stream ticket. You can go to thatcc.com. Um, it's going to be pretty obvious where you can get the ticket, or you can go to the actual link that's thatcc.com forward slash conference forward slash San Diego, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to go to that on iTunes as well. But you can get the live stream. You can have as many people from your church that you want in the room, um, watching, taking notes. This is going to be an intensive workshop. So our speakers are going to take you through some valuable content that you can implement right away. Um, So you're going to have your laptops open. You're going to be taking notes and uh, using different tools that they're using. And our speakers in San Diego, again, not to name drop, but this is just who we are now, I guess. Um, But we got uh, a couple of guys from Saddleback Church, Anthony Miller, who's the pastor of communications, and Jay Cranda, who is the online campus pastor, is going to be two of the speakers. Uh, Sam Hoover is the social media manager for Compassion International. Sam's a great guy, going to be in the room. Maylene Nazar, I am super stoked to hear from her. Um, She's a public relations expert, and so she has a unique perspective on how to deal with all sorts of things when it comes to public relations. But um, if you think I cannot drop some names, wait until you spend some time with Mayling. And then Maggie Berrigan, who is the social media manager for The Rock Church in San Diego, is going to be one of our speakers. And shout out to her. She has been a workhorse uh, getting us ready, getting everything lined up, handling the logistics out there on the San Diego end for us. Can't wait to hug her neck uh, and give her all the, the gratitude in the world because she has been so great. Um, so there's still time. Get your live stream tickets uh, for San Diego. And then if you actually want to physically attend the, a workshop and you couldn't get to San Diego, we're going uh, to be in Chicago on April the 25th at Soul City Church. And again, you can go to thatcc.com for that information. If Chicago's a little t- too cold for you and you and you like the warmer south, hang in there. Uh, we're going to be in Nashville a little after that on July the 14th at Cross Point Church. And then, of course, September 26th and 27th, we're back here in Atlanta for the big two-day conference. And, and just so many great speakers. We can't wait uh, for you guys to rub elbows with and learn from uh, people from the creative world. Lead pastors are going to be there that are really good at marketing. Uh, people to teach you how to do email marketing better. Facebook marketing better, uh, how to do community management better. So we are thrilled at the growth in 2017 for that church conference. But today specifically, we're th- we, we get to nerd out and geek out a little bit because we are bringing to you guys um, Andrew Rise and Richie Hurdle from Reach Out Marketing. And the, what, the knowledge and depth that they understand Facebook ads is mind-blowing, so much so that we're breaking this up over two episodes. So we're going to give you just a taste today. We're going to put the cookies on the bottom shelf with what Facebook ads are, how they work, why you should be using them. And then next week's episode, they're going to come back. And we, when, by the, when we had recorded this, we actually, that church conference had an ad that we were running. And so we uh, dove into that ad. They kind of broke it apart and um, come back to hear what actually ended up happening to that ad after Andrew and Richie uh, got a hold of it. Uh, but these guys are phenomenal. You're going to love learning from them. They both come from the business background. Um, Andrew actually uh, worked in a startup financial marketing firm and took them to $75 million of business in just four years, which is phenomenal. So he's 
got a heart for the church, so he's bringing that all that knowledge uh, with Richie. They've partnered up. Um, Richie is uh, a veteran of the Air Force, um, and then spent. Um, uh, a lot of time in the world of online marketing and rose to the top of the table as one of the best marketers in the financial services industry. And again, he and Andrew have the same heart for the church and they're starting to help more and more churches learn how to spend the, your, that money that you've been given for your budget in the best way you possibly can uh, with Facebook advertising. So um, can't wait for you guys to hear all about that. And then one last thing before we get into that. We are bringing you a lot more interviews on the podcast this year. If you could stop and, and go into the iTunes um, and the podcast and review us and leave us a review, that would be great. Um, we're hoping to bump up the charts as far as getting more listeners this year, and that can only come from leaving comments and, and rating us on iTunes and then just spreading the word, just letting people know um, that we're out there and that we're doing these podcasts on a regular basis. We so appreciate it. Thank you for all your love and support. Um, 2017 is going to be great for all of us. And uh, we're, we're very thankful that you partner with us at our community at thatcc.com. If you don't have your pro membership yet, please do. The, the content is going to be so rich and so deep that we're going to add throughout 2017 and that you get access for that for $49 a month is money well spent at your church. And um, so thank you again for your um, support, both financially and uh, just in the way that you contribute to our community. So um, sit back. Um, don't relax. You're going to get riled up listening to Andrew and Richie. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome back to that church conference podcast and our interview series and Justin, happy new year, man. Happy new year, man. I think we're so close by the time this airs, it'll be in January. And, um, so we've got, we've got so much good content ready for people for just January, like 2017 is going to be amazing. We've recorded some good interviews, man. I can't wait to get these out. I, I kind of, it, it sucks that these aren't live anymore, but it, it does give us the ability to edit them and make them good on the back end. So I just can't wait till this one in particular gets out because I know it's going to be incredibly helpful for churches. Yeah, for sure. So what we're talking about and why we're pretty excited is that um, all of us in the church world, if you're doing communications and you have any kind of marketing where you're, whether you're just, you're an admin on a Facebook page or you're actually doing marketing for your church, you see these things called Facebook ads and you get these notices that this post is performing better than, you know, 1500% better than any other post. You should boost it now. And um, so what are ads and, and what should you boost a post and how does Facebook marketing even work? And so through just being in this world, and I think through the church communications group, we ran into a couple of guys that um, we've been chatting with and they've got us so freakingly nerdingly excited about <laughs> Facebook advertising and Facebook marketing that to have them on, um, we were going to get them on here to do just a quick podcast. And this is going to be at least two episodes, guys, um, because the information is going to be so good. So we've got Andrew Rees and Richie Hurdle with us uh, from Reach Out Marketing. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited, yeah. man. We've uh, we've seen you drop in a little pixie dust in the <laughs> Facebook group and yeah. using people here and there. But um, you guys are the real deal. We're excited to have you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm Great opportunity. Yeah. So fill our listeners in on on your background. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about Facebook marketing, but how did y'all get to the point where you felt like you could offer services in that area? And then how did you get into the church world? Yeah, um, I'll start off with that one. <clears throat> I'm Andrew. Uh, we've both been in the business world for most of our careers at this point. 
Um, I start, we both grew up in Christian families going to church our whole lives. I even went to a Christian college, Maranatha Baptist Bible college and, uh, graduated with a griddle humanities degree, you know, got that humanities degree, started working with state farm, started doing some marketing, um, uh, back in the day with uh, local state farm agents in Wisconsin. Then again, in Colorado, uh, about three or four years ago, Richie and I got together working in another uh, financial institution, basically working with independent insurance agents and, started out marketing online because we're a young group and we're trying to be progressive in the way that we help our agents and things like that. And, uh, started off with Google that failed miserably. Uh, it was really expensive and just, there was no nurturing involved. And so we kind of stumbled into Facebook, quite frankly. And, uh, Richie spent a lot of time and money with a couple of the other folks that we work with, uh, learning how to do it and made us really strong on it. And, uh, we, we decided that we wanted to do something that was more purpose driven. Um, the two of us anyway, because it's, you know, we're just lying in people's pockets right now. We're doing a really great job growing these businesses, the multi-million dollar businesses. Um, but we felt, we both felt kind of called to how can we use our skills and our knowledge to actually accomplish a greater good. Yeah. And so that's, that's my little backstory, I guess. on yeah, and, why I'm and, where I'm at now. And, and here's the thing too, is we're both nerds about it. We love it. I mean, it's exciting for us to get on there and see results and, and see how we can get better every, every time. So we my, love uh, nerds. We yeah, love nerds. nerds. Yeah. <laughs> My quick little background, uh, you know, I was saved when I was seven on my red bunk bed with my dad, grew up in the church, uh, great family, had two good sisters, they're okay, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, I joined the Air Force when I was 20, I enlisted, uh, served for seven years, and then got out and uh, met up with this guy, um, always, again, mission-focused, purpose-driven, kind of felt like, you know, I wanted that, the honor of the military, my dad was a police officer, uh, Medal of Honor recipient, great guy, a leader, you know, that kind of thing. So I've always strived for that, um, but still didn't quite get it in the military. So we got out, started doing some marketing, really found a niche that we're really good at and, and uh, realized, man, we could use this because there's so many churches that, that need this and don't know they need it necessarily. Maybe they do, don't know how to use it. And so that's where we are here today. Well, we can validate that. I mean, like Van said, we run in all the time, just churches, don't they have so many questions about Facebook ads, even Google ads, yeah. they just don't know what they're doing. Uh, and there's, there's not a lot of training out right. there uh, for it. So I know it's definitely a niche that, that's needed. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. Awesome. Absolutely. So before we jump in, at least from a, if you're the listening audience, especially on the podcast, this is going to be a two part podcast. And the first part, we're going to put the cookies on the bottom shelf, so to speak. Um, so probably start with just that, that annoying little boost button that we all see, uh, page administrators. And then we're going to come back in the second episode and, um, we're going to break down a current ad that we're running as that church conference. Um, that's, we think is doing okay. Um, but like I said, they're going to sprinkle their, um, pixie dust on our ad, um, and, uh, kind of take it to another level. So, um, as we're all nerding out here, um, if you feel like we're leaving you behind a little bit, just come back and, and, and play this over again, because it's going to be some really good information that can take you from doing okay with Facebook to doing really great things with Facebook. Um, so to start with, if, if you're a page administrator, if you're, if you're working in the church and, and, you know, you, you're responsible for the content, um, from a Facebook page. Let's just kind of start there because there's other people in the church guys that do full-fledged marketing, mm-hmm. obviously, but we see it a lot in Facebook groups. Hey, I'm posting this. I'm asking questions. My pictures are good. I'm just not getting any response. Should I boost a post? And so what would y'all's general response be to that? 
Well, it's twofold really, because I think like if you're just getting started and you don't necessarily understand Facebook and you want to flirt around with some paid advertising, kind of see what it might do, how it responds and kind of analyze it, that kind of thing, maybe hit that boost button, but don't do it otherwise. It's pretty much what yeah. we teach because it's one of those things where you'll get some feedback for it, but there's there's several uh, elements of a of a ads manager or a power editor ad that you're missing out on when you boost. Yeah, and the the two that come to my mind that are most important being you can't really control placement with a boosted post, which means you can't determine whether it's going to be on mobile or it's going to be on desktop or it's going to be on the right side or you know wherever it's going to be. You can't determine those things with a boosted post. Um, that's extremely important. Uh, we were talking about earlier, Van, if you only have desktop, if Facebook only optimizes for desktop, you're only getting about 5% of the audience that you would otherwise get on mobile. Right. Um, the other thing that you don't get with, with boosted posts is all the targeting features. You can do some targeting, um, right. but very, very limited. You can't really exclude audiences or include audiences, especially custom audiences, which are extremely important, uh, for retargeting and, and hitting, a specific group of people. Like if your church has a database, if you've got 2000 members or something like that, you can sync that up with your Facebook. And then you can, you can actually show ads to people that reflect that are a lookalike audience based on that. You can't do that with boosted post. You can only do that through power editor and ads manager. Okay. So like in the last 30 seconds, you guys have said more, I know like 90% <laughs> of our, um, as far as, all right, so let's just start with, I've got an ad and I get a little, I get a little notice that says, Hey, your post is performing, you know, 1500% better than any other post, um, hit boost. If, if, if I don't know what target marketing is, if I don't know what custom audiences is, I don't know what placement is, what happens if I've never done anything on the back end and I hit that boost button and I throw five bucks at it, who sees that? Yeah. So what Facebook will do is first of all, boosted posts. Also one more, one more side note on that. It is only optimized for engagement. So when you get into a really deep level, uh, Facebook clicks, likes, and comments. Exactly. Yeah. You can optimize for conversions or clicks or awareness or whatever. A boosted post is only engagement. And what we call that is vanity matrix where you're getting likes, comments, shares. They're awesome. They don't necessarily they don't necessarily reflect ROI. It's what we call it, return on investment. You know, it's the, right. So, um, and who sees that boosted post? If I don't do yeah. anything on the back end, who sees that? The people that will see it is fans of your page and friends of the fans of the people that like your page. Okay, so it's it's fans and friends of fans. Okay, so if if I've got five hundred people that have liked my page, they're going to see it, and then the friends of those five hundred people. And potentially see it in their newsfeed as well. Yeah, exactly. And if you do some little things with targeting, some more people will see it. But by and large, that's the majority of the people that are going to see it. So let me, uh, I want to clear something up too, because we get into this discussion all the time is people will throw out, ah, Facebook, it's it's pay to play these days. And uh, in order to get your posts seen by anybody, you have to boost them or you have to run an ad. And we know enough to counter that and say, hey, you know, actually, if you can really focus on, good content engaging with people and not just yes. posting promotional stuff, actually using as a social network, you can actually naturally uh, get some, some good traffic on those posts, some good click throughs and things like that. And then you want to enhance that and carry it forward with doing some paid ads. Um, w- would you guys agree with that for one? And two, what I really want to get at is if you, if you just post something like you posted five minutes ago and it doesn't have any likes or any clicks yet, is it smart to run an ad on that post or boost that post or should you wait until it's already getting some momentum 
before you, you boost that because it, it seems like Facebook, those little things that that Van's talking about, where it says, "Hey, this this is already getting good engagement. You should post it." That for people see that and they think it's counterintuitive. They're like, "Wait, if it's already doing good, why do I got to boost it?" Yeah, I, I think there's a really great analogy that Richie has that we were talking about last night. I'm gonna ask him to just share that because yeah, yes and no. Yeah, the answer is yes and no. That's exactly right. And I think the answer. answer. Yeah, I think you have to paint a picture of it. So there's this perfect analogy, and we've all heard it in terms of marketing. It's like the dating analogy. But take that a step further. When you're talking about marketing, let's say like you're, let's say Andrew's single. He's not. He's married. He has five beautiful children. But let's say he's single. He's a stud, right? He looks good. Nice haircut. An awesome beard. He's a button shirt up, but yeah, nice. Yeah, the top shirt's unbuttoned. I mean, he's a stud, right? So he's a catch. At all, you know, he's a catch for for anybody, any single woman who's looking for a potential obviously hypothetical situation, but we can yeah, yeah, completely yeah. hypothetical. Yeah. This is not real. I'm totally ready to ask him out at this point. So <laughs> his demographic. Right, right. So, all right. So assuming he's a catch. All right. So he's going to go to this, this dating conference where there's a bunch of eligible single Christian ladies who also are looking for somebody to date who you can ultimately, you know, find a, find a husband, wife, get married and, and have a great life. Right. So they're both, looking for somebody and they're both catches but if andrew rolls into this dating scene and just busts open the doors and says hey uh you're the hottest one we're gonna get married let's go get married it won't work she's not gonna say yes even though he is exactly who she's looking for it will not work so if you look at that same thing in terms of marketing you can't just post like a church announcement and expect it to get wild engagement for people to really uh you know comment like and share and come and for it to explode, it won't work. So you need that engaging content, which is what you're talking about. And if you look at like the, I don't know, the mannequin challenge is a perfect example because a lot of churches did, you know, you rode that wave of the mannequin challenge and people loved it and shared it, commented on it. It was awesome. Really, really good engagement. So if you're going to capture some quality value led content like that, um, you'll see your engagement rise on a, on a regular post. And then if it does, and it's awesome. Sure. I mean, take that and, and uh, expand on it through a, through a boost if it's your first time or get in deeper and, and make it into an ad. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Analogy. yeah. I love that analogy. That, that's really good. I, I think what, um, it, it makes sense to me. Like when I see an ad in my feed, if it's sponsored, it's very clear that it's sponsored and it has no likes or clicks or engagement of any kind in my mind, I'm, I'm immediately thinking, Oh, okay. Well they, they just paid for that to be there. That's, that's yeah. not, that's not really relevant to me so much because they paid for it to be there. But if I see an ad scroll through and it says sponsored, but it's got 40 likes and 50 comments and there's conversations going on to me, I think, man, like subconsciously, even I think it doesn't matter that that's sponsored because people are engaging with it. So obviously even though they're paying for it to be there, it's obviously good content. And so to me, it seems like, yeah, if something's already got some momentum, I want to ride that train as far as I can go. So I want to throw some money at it and, yeah. and make it reaches even more people. And this is a, a expert tip for a later podcast, but you can actually steal that engagement for a future post. We won't go there now, but just so yeah. you know, Whoa. you couldn't help it. Could you, you carry yeah. forward, you carry yeah. forward social proof? That's we call yeah. it carrying forward the social proof. That's um, huge. I want to know more about that. But yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's the second post. Second. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's a boosted post, um, you know, deciding whether we should do it or not. Then it's, it's the money aspect of it. Obviously, the more we spend, but let's, let's kind of talk people off the ledge a second before they hit that boosted post. 
if, if that's all they want to do is get comfortable with a boosted post, what can they do from a money standpoint and say, okay, I want to spend $50, but I want it to go a little bit farther. Can't they do something on the back end before they hit post? Is that going through the ad platform first? What's the best way to kind of do a boosted post, but on steroids and a little bit more targeting? Yeah. I think, move on to I think, the ad, because I just think there's a huge amount of our audiences. Mm-hmm. We're lazy. We just want to be able to hit a button and be done. Right. But if you want to do that, is there a way to define your audience and your target market a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah. You can do it once really. And you don't have to keep doing it either. I mean, you can, you can build that audience, you can build your targeting and then you can just keep kind of replicating that. So once you've done it, it's not super hard to do. Um, but yeah, you go into ads manager, open up. Are you, are you talking about specifically boosted posts and how to maximize the efficiency of that? Not, not. Ads yeah. Right? Let's just stay there. Cause I know we're going to do yeah. ad placement and the power yeah. editor and all that. But if you just wanted to be able to hit the boost button and know it's going to be a lot more effective, what would be a, a good way of maximizing a boosted post? Yeah, I think you, you just utilize every feature that it has, you know, in the, in the options. When, it, when you click that boost button, you know, an option window will come up. It'll talk about targeting your audiences, uh, pixel. I, you know, you can define age group and demographic, that kind of thing. Utilize all that stuff. Get very, very pinpoint because that's what makes Facebook awesome is that you can get so specific. So, um, you know, you can only take a boosted post so far. It's, that's, that's the reality of it because it's on engagement. But, uh, but do it, you know, if that's what you, if you want to spend 50 bucks, like you said, and kind of learn the platform, get to know it, you can still get yeah. really good results. And that's saying you can't. And I think one thing that we're, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit on this is you have to define what you're looking for, what, yes. what audience you're yeah. looking for. That's key. Because if you just say, uh, I don't know, maybe 45 to 55 year olds are the people that we want as a church, I think as an organization, regardless of whether you're a business or a church or, or an association or whatever, you have to define who's our avatar client. Yeah, if you will. And for a lot of churches, maybe that's young families, 25 to 35 with kids. Maybe it's 45 to 55 with grandkids or something like that. You have to, each church is going to be different, but you can identify those things with the boosted post. Um, the best place to start looking for a church is look at your membership now. Who do you have in your audience that's going to engage with your post? Because you're going to want to ask them to do that. And build your audience based on that or based on what you want it to be. Yeah. And that's what's good. Just to build off that. That's what, that's really the key. Facebook is testing. I mean, you're never going to put a lot of times when we launch a big business campaign, we're doing a hundred ads and a hundred different ad sets and, and launching a nationwide with a huge blanket audience and trying to figure out what works. So you're never going to know exactly. So get it out there, test it, study it, refine it, boost it again, or, you know, don't, well, you know, what I mean? <laughs> just, uh, dude, just keep building on that because just realize you're not going to get it right the first time. And that's the strength mm-hmm. of Facebook. So just from a starting point, and this is my ignorance. So y'all are teaching us too. if I go into a page that I'm an administrator on and I go into settings and there's actually a page called or a tab under the settings called preferred page audience. Mm-hmm. If, if I define that first, does that, does that play into things when I hit a boost post? Does that pull any of that information in or is it, do I still need to, you have to manually that down? Through. Yeah. You have to manually answer. You could use that as a saved audience and pull it in. Um, but it really, it, your page is kind of different. The only reason you really even need a page is because you can't run ads without a page. Right. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I think the statistics are like two to 10% of page followers will actually see your post. It's that okay. low. So that's, that's the whole reason for the boost. And that's the whole reason for the ads is, is for that. So, okay. All right. All right. So, Moving on from boosted posts, because you can do that, but 
So just to summarize, yes, you can do that, but make sure you do as much of the custom engagement as yeah. you can. And you're only hitting the boosted post for engagement. So likes and comments and shares. Shares, yep. Yep. Okay. Likes, comments, and shares. Those are the only three things you're really optimizing for in that situation. Okay. So, and so if I'm not boosting for engagement, what other things am I going to use a Facebook ad for? Everything. I mean, anything. It's really that wide. When you go in there and you try to build an ad, the first thing you're going to do is choose what you want to optimize for. And a lot of things, and this is again, uh, you know, second podcast dealing with the pixel. We could talk a little bit about that, but uh, the Facebook pixel, a little piece of code that goes on your website, you can use that code to study your audience and then build different Facebook uh, strategies from that. So uh, maybe conversions you want to optimize for people that have previously converted on your page. You can do that with that pixel data. So, so from a conversion standpoint, we can have our Facebook ad tell us who clicked on what on our, on our, on our website. Yes. Who got to what page. And if they, if you had an offer, maybe you're downloading a, a, a magnet, an lead magnet yeah. ebook or a, a sermon or something like that. If they go in and download that, click that button, give you their information. That's a conversion. You can optimize for those types of people that are going to convert on your page and actually say, yes, not only do I want to go to your page, but I also want to download whatever content you're offering or, take you up on whatever offer it is that you're giving. Before we take off over everybody's head then. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do an ad for the first time. I'm on my main Facebook page. I hit the drop down at the top right and it says create an ad. Mm -hmm. I want to create an ad. And now I'm going to have all these options. There's like a block of options of what do I want? And like you said, you got to identify what you want to do with it. Yeah. From a church standpoint, do we even get to answer the question? Like which one do we pick? Because it's going to be based on what you're trying to accomplish, right? It will be. Yeah. Yeah, and like like we did, we ran some some Christmas promotions where we we actually wanted to send traffic to the church's uh, event website page. So when we did our our goal was to get people on that page, so we optimized for clicks to website. Okay. So, okay. You know, so that's what we ran it as. And Facebook will say, you know, they know everything about us. We never log out of Facebook. Nobody does. So it right. follows you everywhere. I don't care what site you go on. They know you went there. They right. whatever you bought, whatever you clicked on. So anyways, we're, we're saying, Facebook, I want people that are most likely to click on this ad and go to this website, show those people my ad first. Yeah. And then that's what you do. So clicks to website in that example. Um, we did another one. Let's, we didn't let's actually optimize it for conversions because it was the offer was terrible and it was, would have been a waste of money. Right. Um, but one of the other churches that we helped here in the Denver market wanted people to sign in to or sign up to basically get an extra entry into their raffle for their Christmas program. So they were okay. giving like gift cards and things like that. Yeah. Their website was horrible, so we didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it. But that's another example of how a church could try to optimize for conversions. Mm-hmm. If like, maybe you're doing some sort of giveaway because you're trying to build your email list and your contact list to kind of remarket to people in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be an example of using conversion optimization on a church website. If you're brand new, just to really bring it back to back to home, if you're brand new and you're going to run an ad, I would say either optimize for clicks to website if you're going to send them to a site, or optimize for like brand awareness, aka reach. Because reach, well, really that's, that's, that's if we want to run an ad. But if I'm again that if we're speaking to the people that are just kind of in the trenches and trying to drive engagement, because all they really look at every day is do I get enough likes, comments, or shares, or are people liking our page? Right. So there's that group of people. And then there's a group of people going to know we need to get our page cooking so well that we're actually driving people into the front doors of our church. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's kind of stay in that area um, because I know it's frustrating when people aren't getting the engagement and the likes and the, and, and so what, so you're kind of, seeing what, what kind of ad would they run if they just want to boost engagement on their page and kind of build up a 
a bigger audience. They're not specific, at this point, they're not specifically targeting a sermon series or an Easter campaign or anything like that. Just a general campaign. We want to start boosting up our audience and, and getting people to our page. Yeah, I think you're going to have to just have really, really solid, good content. I think that's what we've learned in the business world is that if you're not giving away valuable stuff in your content, it doesn't matter how flashy your picture is. It doesn't matter if you're boosting or not boosting. Yeah, your content has to be something of value and something that's worth engaging. Richie gave the example of um, the uh, Mannequin Challenge video. That Mm -hmm. was something that actually happened to be the church that we worked with in Arkansas. Um, They did that on their own. That thing got like 16,000 views. Organically. Organically got 16,000 views. So you got to, we call it market matching. You got to kind of figure out what's happening right now in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and ride that wave of popularity. Richie had another one. um, What was his? It was the grocery store one, right? It was the grocery store one where the guy was, they basically the church went around and paid for random people's groceries and they made a video of it. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't technically difficult to do. Just they blessing just, people and getting it on video. It yeah, was awesome. Yeah. I watched the video last night. Somehow I missed it because this thing got like 5 million views. But it, it was a church. I forget which one. Uh, Oak Hills something somewhere. But they created a, a nicely produced video where a guy wakes up and he's wrapped like a Christmas present. Yeah. And then he's like, he's so excited yeah. and grateful to, to be alive that day. And then he's like, oh, I have a car. Oh, my gosh, I have a car. Yeah. And he goes through this whole thing of like, oh, we're, you know, we should be grateful for the, the little right. things that, you know, we take for granted every day. But that it was just, you know, it, it probably took their video team, you know, really no time at all to create something like that. And yeah. they put it out there and it, it kind of went viral on its own. Right. That's the type of stuff that I think you really need to. Yeah, rich content. I mean, Facebook's putting a lot of value in video right now, especially Facebook yeah. lives. Yeah, video is huge. If, if you're going to do, if you want to extend your reach organically and not pay for it, you're even paid for that. Or even pay for it. Yeah, video is amazing. Video is how you're going to get the most reach because Facebook puts an extreme uh, amount of value on that compared to just text or images. So to make well, the job easier from a marketing standpoint, and just if, if people listening don't realize this yet, Open up your Facebook and just the basic algorithm. Don't go to chronological order. Don't go to any customized list. But just scroll through your first 20 posts Good point. and see how many of those are actually videos that Facebook has chosen to show you based on their algorithm. It'll be 18 of the first 20. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why they made the whole video tab even now. Yeah. They're really putting a huge emphasis on it. And what's cool about the videos, too, uh, we were talking about audiences and you can you can build stuff like that. But one thing you can use is um, you can actually say like, I want to build an audience off of people who watched at least three seconds of my video mm. or watch 50% of my video or a hundred percent of it. You can build an audience off of those people. And now you even have an even more targeted group of people that you know is interested in your content because they watch 75% of it. You know, so you just get really, really smart, but video is really cool like that because people engage with it a lot easier. Um, and it paints a picture unlike, you know, a, a still shot would. So just so people know, there, there's so much information we could go over yeah. in our time. That would be on, overwhelming. Let, let me, I, yeah. I want to re, recap that really quick. And then I, I do have one more question, I think. Go ahead, Justin. Go okay, ahead. Good. <laughs> you always monopolize these things, man. You're so <laughs> it's all about me, Justin. It is. This it conversation. Is. Oh, no. No, I just, I want to... I want to recap really quick because I think it's important and I'm learning so much of this too. So I want to make sure that like, I'm getting it down, but you, you guys are saying when it comes to just building uh, a bigger audience to start getting more engagement with your posts, the primary thing is not really the ads. It's 
creating good quality content that people want. You focus on what Facebook is, uh, you know, pushing in their algorithms, which right now it's, it's video and it's probably going to be video forever according to them. So you want to focus on that. You want to focus on the culture and kind of create content around that. That's going to do well. So we, we get that. We push that all the time. Um, and then you can go further from there by pushing some ads. But what I want to answer in this first episode is I'm a church and say we've already got good engagement on our posts. We want to take that further. I've finally been granted a $500 a month ad budget to spend on Facebook. What am I going to spend that on? And I think the primary thing that they're going to want to spend that on is the next big push. It's either going to be a a January sermon series. It's going to be Easter. And I know you guys have a a cool offer that we'll, we'll get to soon uh, surrounding around Easter. And so maybe we use that as an example, say, say a church has a big Easter campaign coming up. They want to do some ads around that. Where do they start? What type of ad do they do? Um, what kind of budget should they budget for? Like, let's talk through like the basic level, how to create like a basic ad for that. That was way better than what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows yeah, that was awesome. Gonna... That was a good one. <laughs> um, so here, I'll just get into it a little bit and then just interject with, with what, but we basically have, um, a loose structure that we typically will follow for our campaigns. And then there's stuff that we do and we test whatever, but it, let's, let's use Easter as your example. So what we will start with typically is we will run ads for 12 days leading up to Easter. You don't want to run it for months out because people will forget about it. They're not going to come. They won't share it, whatever, invite people. So 12 days is typically what we do on day one. We'll start with three ads with three different images and three different uh, ad copies typically. And we run those each at $20 a day. So we're spending 60 bucks a day for that first day. And then basically let that run. And you never want to, by the way, never touch an ad that you start in at least 24 hours. I usually go 36 okay. hours before you touch it because Facebook, their algorithms are working out. They're doing all this stuff. If you touch it, you can change a word or, or turn it off, turn it back on, whatever. You're going to mess up those algorithms and your ad's never going to perform, or at least not like it could have. Wow. Um, so that's what we'll do. We'll start, I would, you know, if you have 500 bucks, you know, whatever that's going to be 10 days out, I don't know if 12 days out, just kind of budget it out where you can do two or three ads at a time. Um, and then if you're going to send them to your website, do a clicks to website, maybe you could do a reach campaign. Um, you could do a lead ad campaign. There's really so many things. It's just really focus in on what is your final goal? What are you looking to do? What's the best way to get there? And if it's awareness, Fine, run an engagement campaign, run an awareness campaign, a reach campaign. Um, if it's a conversion, then optimize for conversions. That only makes sense. Um, make sure your pixels placed properly. We'll talk about all that. But that's how I would start. So to answer your question, about twelve days out, we usually start with with about three to four ads for for a church, um, and then we study them, and then we you know we'll, we'll introduce more things as we go. We're doing retargeting and that all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you have it, it's we've we've only run into a couple of churches that would have it, but. If you have video content from last Easter, something that we can put into the ad, that we've already talked about it. Videos are going to get a higher priority over images. I mean, Richie and I make killer images. I think that's one of our strengths as a consultant, if you will, is the, our ability to identify which images are going to pull the best. Um, but video is almost always going to pull better than an image. So if you're not, if you know, they always say the best start, time to start saving for retirement was yesterday, the same thing with video content for you know future campaigns, whether it be for your website, Facebook, or anything, make sure you've got video content for your church, because then you can take those kinds of things, put them into your ads, get a lot more engagement, get a lot more 
uh, you know, awareness for your church. Don't, don't feel like you can't run a good campaign if you're on video. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Don't absolutely don't figure that. But if you don't have it, start working on it because that's something you're going to want to, if yeah. you're going to want to keep doing live it, is like the easiest thing you can do. And it's awesome. Cool. Very cool. I think that's a good point too. It's like, you don't have to have a full video team and produce an awesome Easter yeah. recap video, like grab an iPhone, your pastor can grab an iPhone and welcome people uh, and invite them to Easter. And that could be your video. I mean, honestly, absolutely. those perform way better than a produced video. Cause people go, what it like, what is that? It's an actual video. It's not like a yeah. commercial. Uh, it's all pattern. In you know? Yeah. And now they have uh, Facebook live 360 where you could set up a 360 camera yes. and people can like literally look around and see what you're all about, what it looks like, feel comfortable with it. Which it's is huge, awesome. especially yeah. around Easter because people want to know what, like, yeah, I see the, photoshopped image of uh your diverse uh audience and your beautiful right. building but i want to know what actually happens when i drop off my kid and your yeah is it gonna be weird like where am i gonna sit like yeah, yeah is this guy gonna be next to me like <laughs> right right yeah. so from a, from any, is it okay if i say something yes um, i guess i guess so man <laughs> the, um so even if you've never done a video before to just do that here's how to here's how to drive in our parking lot here's where to park Here's what, and there's yeah, awesome. eight videos mm-hmm. just welcoming people that you're, you know, for your Easter that have never been there before and have those in the can. That could, that could set you up so well for a campaign. That's of, such a good point. I love that. And do that. Put it on your page, put it on your site because, you know, like I'm looking to, to move soon and I'm looking at new churches and, and I'm doing my research, but even the churches and everything that I go to, I don't, like, I see your site, I can see like, maybe a sermon or like stuff, but I don't even know what it looks like. I don't have any visual aid of what am I actually like, what, you know, what does the building look like? What does the auditorium look like? The people, you know, engage me like that. Cause that's what, that's what gets people to respond. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and can y'all speak to, and this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but still in the same vein, if you're going to start boosting these things, if you're going to start paying for ads, if you're going to start doing video content just be wary and let you guys speak into this too of, of what the rest of your page looks like. Like if, if you have a, what I call a dead page and you go from dead content to lively content, um, you know, just be prepared that you might need to temper some of that a little yeah. bit and lead people that way. But then also be ready for, you know, messages that are going to come across on your page, have autoresponders turned on, have, a, right. have the ability to, you know, when people start contacting you, to know that they're going to get a response within a reasonable amount of time, especially imagine Easter Sunday, they're trying to find out where you are and they're messaging you because they saw your Facebook ad. So there is a little bit that you can't just do one thing. You kind of yeah, have great point. approach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always, you know, anytime you do anything with Facebook or any online marketing, I think you really do have to have a, a backend support system for it. And whether yeah. that's an extensive funnel or even just a simple autoresponder, doesn't matter, but you have to have something. Yeah. If you don't, in, in the business world, we won't even work with anybody that doesn't have an autoresponder funnel set up. We just won't do it because it makes no sense to have the leads come through with absolutely no way to nurture those leads. Okay, so, so real quickly, autoresponder lead generate. What what are you talking about? Yeah, we use a lot of business terms because that's where we come from, and I think that's what kind of honestly gives us a little bit of an edge in this space because we bring that same strategic ROI focused approach to church marketing. Um, and a lot of the same principles apply, but uh, lead generation in the business world is like somebody has a product that they're trying to sell. They just want a bunch of leads. So we run traffic for them on Facebook. We give them some sort of a lead magnet or a, or a value offer that they give us their name and email address in exchange for. 
And then once we have that, now they go into a funnel where they're going to receive, you know, email and more videos and more value and ultimately leading to a purchase. Yeah. That would be the next step. You know, a simple ad campaign can lead to other more effective ways of marketing right. in general. And I think for just for this cool. episode, just, and that's cheap and easy too. just for future episodes. That's cheap and easy for churches to do. It's, you think you have to spend hundreds of dollars a month on, you know, crazy CRMs. You don't, it's not that hard. It's, it's cheap and easy. But a lot of it's just set up on the front end and then duplicating it as you go. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. a lot totally. of it's, too. it's front heavy and then it's just monitoring, managing from there. Yep. Yeah. So one guy at a church who's running marketing and social and everything. Sure, more than <laughs> yeah. Take the time, build it out. It'll suck. But once you get it done, I mean, you're, you know, it's good. Well, speaking yeah. of, of things that suck, we're going to talk about our current ad that we have <laughs> that's running right now. Um, and so what we're going to do for this particular episode is hopefully that got your attention a little bit, that there are some simple things you can start doing. Um, but what we want to do is a practical application of that. And so we're going to come back on, um, in our next episode and we're actually going to put a video online of, um, us walking through how to maximize the ad that we currently have. We're going to make some changes to it. Um, we're going to start talking about things we probably haven't you haven't heard before um, because there is so much data that Facebook owns. And, and before we transition, can you guys just talk about how, why it's so important to tap into that data as a church? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tackle that one at first. The, the data that you're referring to is pixel data in, in our opinion, because basically like Richie said earlier, nobody ever logs out of Facebook. I mean, can you remember the last time you actually physically went to Facebook, click the drop down, click log out, and then didn't sign back in immediately. You know, it's just that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so Facebook knows everywhere you're going, everything that you're doing. So if you have your pixel installed correctly on all of your pages for your website, you can tell what page that person has been on. You can't say, I know that Van was on this page, but Facebook knows that Van was on that page. Right. And because you have that pixel code, you can say, okay, whoever was on that page, I want them to see this ad. Our example of that, um, a really good example of that, which I think is kind of an emotional one, is let's say you have a pray for me page on your, on your website. A lot of churches are doing that. So you have a pixel on that page and somebody goes to that. They don't submit anything. Two days later, your church pops up with an ad in front of them. They cost 25 cents or less to get in front of them and says, Hey, can we, can we be praying for you about something? Is there something that's, that's, are you, are you hurting in your life? Or maybe it's for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's your Easter campaign. Maybe it's a single, single mom's group or something like that. They go to that page, but they don't ever take any action. They never submit the form on that page. We show them an ad later on that says, Hey, are you still interested in our moms of preschool age children group or something like that? Reengaging because of the data that you have is so much more laser targeted and just dialed in specific to each individual. It's almost creepy, yeah, it is. but it's creepy a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's creepy, but people it's... are expecting it too, because they go to Amazon and they search for a shoe and then suddenly that specific shoe is popping up on Facebook yeah. and it's creepy. It's definitely creepy, but it's getting more of the norm, like every day yeah. yeah. that yeah. I'm being cracked. <laughs> right. right. You totally nailed it. And that's exactly what it is. And we go to, you know, part of our setup is we, we make sure the pixels placed properly and everything is, is in order, but we can literally go to our ad account for any church that we've used or, or that we've done uh, work for. And we can see every URL on their page that they visited, how many people, how many hits in the last 30 days, 90 days, Wow. you know, whatever. Um, and then we can show each individual pocket uh, of audience a, a specific ad. So it's really powerful. The pixel's huge. So come back and, and, and listen and watch us get completely embarrassed 
Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> uh, we have it done because everything they're talking about, I'm just salivating. Like we're you're not doing that as a, as an organization and and as a church. I just want to encourage people that are listening. It's okay to work smarter and not harder. And yeah. this is where we're going. That we make it as easy as possible for somebody new to come to your church and to engage with them on a relational level. And and just because it's digital and just because it seems a little creepy, uh, we are getting more and more used to it. And there are ways of making it very relational where people want to engage, not just online with you, but getting people from 2D to 3D. So um, I'm excited. Um, and and if, if Easter coming up, so by the time this plays, um, it'll be in January. So people are gearing up for Easter. You guys have a very specific program that you're going to be offering to a select group of people. Can you talk about that real quick? And then we'll kind of exit on to the next episode. Yeah. So what we decided to do sort of as a company, we, you know, we did this for Christmas as well, and it worked out awesome. One of our battles is, is uh, you know, churches know they need Facebook. They don't necessarily know what it's worth, though, or how to use it properly. And one of our um, focuses and what we feel really led to do is, is really help, you know, help and educate and get in there and really make a difference and add some value. So what we decided to do uh, this year for Easter is we're going to take on um, 10 churches where we're going to do a free plus cost for your uh, Easter program. So essentially what that means is we're going to basically just charge 250 bucks to cover our costs with the, you know, the, the graphics and the web design and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we'll fully manage uh, your ad campaign for your Easter program. So, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. We're looking forward to it. We hope we can really help some, some folks out. That's going to be great. And um, <clears throat> so come back and listen, come back and watch um, the next, the next episode. Um, and stick around and hopefully you'll learn a little bit more. We're probably going to overwhelm you a little bit, but that's okay. Um, because we think it's going to be worth you learning how to grow your church. But, uh, in case nobody else listens guys, thanks for, for joining us in, and we look forward to growing with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. And real quick, cause I didn't put this in there, uh, www.reachout-marketing.com to take advantage of that, uh, that offer. So but thanks for having us. We'll have the URL in the show notes. So be sure and check those out and um, for everybody else. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the show. For more resources and collaboration with other church practitioners, join our online community at thatchurch.community. It's a place for the church communications community to share and collaborate online. And when you join, you'll get access to tons of training resources, including videos from all of our conferences and workshops. Visit thatchurch.community today.